Welcome to Coffee and Change, a podcast where we talk about change in our lives, our work, and our world, and how we're managing it. On this episode, the topic is talent. We interview two talent acquisition specialists, Alyssa Ware and Katie Levesque, to hear from them on top insights, trends, and what's coming up in talent acquisition. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Let's start with, why don't you introduce yourselves? Um, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. My name's Alyssa Ware. Uh, I am a senior talent acquisition specialist uh, here at West Monroe. I have been recruiting for in talent acquisition for, um, gosh, almost 10 years now, uh, all in uh, various industries, um, and most recently in executive recruiting before coming over uh, and switching to uh, technology and consulting with West Monroe. Great. Thank you. Katie. My name is Katie Levesque, and I am a campus recruiter at West Monroe. been with the firm for a little over two years, so Alyssa and I have been working with one another during the duration of our our time at West Monroe. I actually started as an intern in our talent acquisition function, and then after graduating from the University of Washington, came on board full-time, focused on campus recruiting. Great. Thank you. So as you think about the work that you're both doing, I think it's kind of interesting how you've got campus recruiting, Katie. So you're thinking about brand new talent, people coming off of campus into organizations. And Alyssa, you're focused on a lot of executive level recruiting. So people that have probably been in their careers quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's fair to say that we're in an interesting time in terms of the talent. And I'm actually, I'm going to dispel a term really quickly. I don't like the term war on talent. How do you two feel about this? I actually try not to use it. I agree. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I knew you, you, were going to, you were going to say that. Okay. Um, I think that uh, it's, we, we use it a lot. Um, I think it's an overused uh, term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think that it adequately describes, you know, what we do. Right. Yeah. Katie, thoughts? I wouldn't necessarily describe it as a war on talent. We're definitely in a hot job market right yeah. now more than ever. Um, so, you know, Alyssa, having recruited for a little over 10 years, probably has a different perspective from her earlier years as a recruiter. This is all I know. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you joined You joined at a time when we've, we've, we've been in nothing but a really, really, really busy, hot job market. Right. Um, so I would love to kind of get the perspectives on this as, as, as we dispel sort of the war on talent, but we do think about the fact that there, I think I read recently, more open jobs than there are people to fill them. And certainly sitting in a place like Seattle um, and the West Coast as well, and some of the cities like Los Angeles, San Francisco, it's very, very, very hard to get um, really good people. Um, it's also hard to keep people given all of the opportunities that are out there. So I would love for each of you just to share your perspective um, in terms of how, how we do that, how you do that, how we do that at West Monroe, some things that you're seeing out in the market um, from both your perspectives um, as a campus hire and as a, a more senior executive recruiter. Yeah, I think, um, so the, the term war is, um, you know, I think there's a lot of connotations that go into that. Um, but I like to think of it, in the sense of, of recruiting and talent acquisition and talking to candidates and 
better aligning, um, you know, drivers, wants, um, needs, you know, as you move through your career, what you're looking for, what's important to you, um, what you, what you want, uh, in, in the work that you, you're doing, um, I think changes and shifts Mm -hmm. and even, um, those that have been in their careers for very long time, you know, doing similar work, um, you know, you get into different life stages where different things are important to you. And so we are in, yes, it's a hot job market, but it's also exciting because Mm -hmm. that means that there's, you know, a lot of work out there, a lot of work to be done. I mean, if you think about, you know, 2008 and you yeah. know, 2007 and what that looked like, I, I feel like I would much rather be maybe in this position, right. um, even though it is more difficult and you're recruiting more passive candidates. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, they, a lot of individuals are, you know, disengaged. So right. you're, you're, um, you know, Katie and I were actually talking about this earlier and thinking about uh, historically, you were waiting for a candidate to apply. Mm-hmm. You were waiting for, um, you know, faxing in your resume or bringing it into, a, you know, a, a potential um, employer, and everything moves so fast um, that you know, in, in today's day and age, you. Everyone is a candidate. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a potential to um, to be a candidate for you. So in that sense, um, people are more apt to take conversations right. um, where they might you know not have before. Mm-hmm. Katie, that's a a difference too that Alyssa and I have spoken about between our two role, roles is that. Alyssa deals with a lot more passive candidates, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in, in the more experienced positions she's recruiting for, what's the t- statistic we read somewhere? It's, like, 60% of candidates are passive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of what Alyssa's doing is reaching out to candidates that are content and happy in the roles that they're currently in, and she has to essentially convince them to come work right. for Western Drone Partners, <laughs> whereas... And my role, which I'm not necessarily saying is, is easier by any means, but college students are eager and excited to get working. Um, and most are looking for jobs after graduating from school. So it is a little bit different in terms of an environment that we're recruiting from. Yeah. I think as you talked about uh, life stages, Alyssa, mm-hmm. I think it's such a great point to, that <clears throat> oftentimes... I think in the candidate experience, we, we sometimes overlook that, um, which is where people are at in their life and, um, and frankly, what, what the life stages are that complement the job um, they're either looking for or the job that they're in. And, I, and I'm curious your thoughts uh, from both of you as we think about kind of this digital first world, and I think you alluded to it a little bit in the sense of even the experience has changed with candidates. Um, you know people can submit a lot of stuff online and then on on your end right there's this this fire hose of of resumes that come come through a system um but at the same time i think candidates are probably used to kind of let me let me apply on the phone or let me just do it really quickly do you do you sense that that is improving the situation keeping the situation the same making it worse just the the digital experience that's coming along with um talent acquisition on both your side and the candidate side? I know it's kind of a multi-threaded question, but... From the talent acquisition side, uh, I mean, to an extent, I think it's it's fantastic. Uh, you know, the way that social mm-hmm. media, digital, um, how everything 
thing, you know, all of those um, tools can connect us. Um, So it's great that we can share our opportunities on on Facebook, on Twitter, on podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. we can talk about what we do um, to try and attack, uh, attack, attract mm-hmm. um, great talent. But at the same time, um, you have to be moving in a very fast pace in order to keep someone's attention. Right. Um, and then and you also, you know, have the run the risk of getting into um, potentially competitive situations where. Right. Company A moves faster than Company B, um, even though Company B might really be the best, you know, the most aligned for the candidate. Company A gets there faster. Company right. A looks more uh, attractive, mm-hmm. and so you know, Company B loses out on on the candidate. Um, so it, it's it's great, and I think it's it can also be, um, you know, a, a detriment at times. Um, where we see really great candidates and um, unfortunately, you know, we, we might lose them through right, the process. Right. What about um, campus hires? Is it the same, Katie, in terms of are these, are these experiences where, you know, company A gets to them faster than company B and um, they go for that, that faster response? Is it, is it the same? Is it different for campus hires? Given the expectations, some of them are, I mean, pretty soon I think we're going to have people that have only known this digital experience mm-hmm. and nothing else, right? Right. I'd say with campus recruiting, majority of the candidates that we're meeting and interviewing, I've, or our team has met on campus face to face. Yeah. So while we still receive thousands and thousands of applicants virtually, Mm -hmm. uh, the majority of candidates that we select to meet with and interview are folks that have engaged with us on campus and expressed an interest to come to our events that we host, which we, you know, host a wide range of events and so there's plenty of opportunities for them to engage with us and Mm -hmm. that's sort of our strategy with um you know selecting a candidate pool so for me it's a little bit different um but as i mentioned we received this past fall over seven thousand applicants (laughs) now when you think about how many we hired to the seattle office i think it's between 13 to 14 consultants Mm -hmm. um and i sourced those individuals off campus meeting them face to face right um so it's sort of a different environment Mm -hmm. but i think too as great as the social connections are and what we're able to put out there in the sense of an you know an employer brand Mm -hmm. and um you know where candidates are, are finding finding us i mean at the end of the day there's still that personal connection that's necessary. And um, I think I've always lived by um, the kind of the motto in in recruiting anyways that, you know, people join people. Um, And so regardless of, of what, how they're getting to us or how they're hearing about West Monroe, um, what I think really gets them interested is not only the work that we do, but, who we are and um, and what kind of a candidate experience we mm-hmm. we can you know offer them. Yeah, that actually that kind of takes me directly to the area. I'd love to chat a little bit about in terms of employee experience because I feel like the candidate experience is um, directly tied to the employee experience. And I'd love for the two of you to to chat a little bit about your thoughts and experience in terms of you're the first you're the first ones to curate 
and employee experience um, through talent acquisition. What, um, what do you find exciting about that? What do you find challenging about that? What would you change about that, if anything? I, so I wouldn't change it okay. um, in the sense that I love you know what I do. So I love being that first initial introduction and, and conversation for a candidate looking to make a change. Um, to me, I have always wanted to and, and hope that I do um, really be authentic in mm-hmm. what, um, you know, the way that I'm talking about West Monroe, so that's where mm-hmm. obviously we work right now, um, the way I talk about West Monroe and the opportunity and, um, you know, not only the things that are great, but the areas of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you go through an interview process and uh with someone um you you create a bond you create a friendship um you know it's it's something that I think is special and I have such a great bond with the individuals that I hire um that I see come on board Mm -hmm. and um you know there's nothing that's more thrilling than to see someone you've uh you know taken from day one and first initial conversation through hiring, onboarding, getting promoted, mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, seeing them develop and thrive. Um, so in the sense, I, it's great that, that we can, um, as recruiters, can have that special connection and, uh, you can almost keep a pulse on mm-hmm. how things are going. Um, it's important to me to be also, um, you know, that, that sounding board, right. um, to, I always ask my candidates when they, they come on board, you know, I take them out to coffee and say, okay, tell me, did I, um, you know, represent this correctly? How mm-hmm. are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Give me feedback on my process. What could I say or do differently or better? Or did I meet your expectations? Mm-hmm. Did we meet your expectations? So that um, so that I can get, get better in my process as well. Because um, you d- definitely don't want to oversell something um but at the same time you have to uh you have to do you know you have to go through the process and um and hopefully adequately represent um the opportunity but it only goes it it can only go so far um so i i feel like i i as recruiters um you know try to do the best that we can to follow our candidates through, mm-hmm. um, but there is a handoff at the right. end of the day mm-hmm. um, that we hand them off to their mentors, their coaches, their bosses, their project managers. Yeah. Yeah, to Alyssa's point, too, I think being in corporate recruiting, you know, since we work for West Monroe Partners, the same firm that we are recruiting individuals to come and join, we get to experience the culture that we're selling Mm -hmm. uh firsthand and so we get to experience it on a daily basis we're in the office among these consultants that we're hiring um so we're recruiting them to come join our office that we work with and our team um and i don't think i personally would feel comfortable recruiting for a company that i didn't believe in Mm -hmm. or enjoy um so Luckily for me, I love working at West Monroe, and so when I'm selling these opportunities to candidates, I can say that we practice what we preach, and um, it really is a value-based organization, especially at the campus level, since 
you know, when I'm recruiting interns and entry-level consultants, I have been on both sides. Right. I've been an intern at West Monroe, and I've also been, you know, a a Mm -hmm. hire right out of school. So for me, I can say, look, I was in your shoes one to two years ago, and here's what it's like, um, and you'll be valued. Yeah. No, that's great. I think the the tying in of employee experience and candidate experience is something that really sets companies apart. Mm-hmm. Um, those that are those that are choosing to see the um, the strategic overlap of the two, I think, are doing really well, um, and I think their people are staying at places longer as a part of that. I think too. I think some of uh, one thing that I um, think can sometimes be missed is you know the. Majority statistics show the majority of people want to um, know that their work is having an impact right. and what they're doing matters. And um, you know, someone can come in and just be you know coding, come in, do the coding, but they want to know what is what is the bigger picture. Right. Um, and that I feel like when you're not connected with the bigger picture of of what how your work is impacting others or um, making a difference that you can become more, you can become disengaged. And right. I think that it is, um, you know, throughout the, the candidate experience process, we're talking about the impact, we're talking about the projects, we're mm-hmm. talking about the culture and how great it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to continue to talk about that and make sure that, you know, when we do get into the weeds and get into the day-to-day that we're still seeing the bigger picture and making sure that, all of our employees are, um, you know, still connected to the work that we do and know that it's impactful. Yeah. No, I, I echo that point as someone who does it day in and day out. Um, searching for that impact is really mm-hmm. important. And the farther that seems, um, you know, the further it is that you can reach it, the harder it is to stay engaged. So certainly. Absolutely. And may I add that's, yeah, what, please. that's what we look for in candidates too. I think the three of us, the three of us have actually had a conversation about this, but I think that's really important when we're looking for people to join our firm. Yeah. We're seeking individuals who want to make an impact and want to see that. Yeah. That's the that end. That's very, yeah, that's very, very true. As you think about um, trends in the future, in talent acquisition, um, what are some things that you, if you were to um, predict or put a hypothesis out there in terms of what 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 might change? I mean, obviously, there's. I mean, in five years, this could all look different. The mm-hmm. way that we're sourcing candidates and the way we're doing interviewing. Um, there's obviously been some articles recently from other companies that have started turned to automation and some of this and it's not necessarily yielded the best results. Yes. Um, there's been some interesting headlines, but as you think about the future and just the pace of change, what are some things that you see on the horizon in terms of talent acquisition? Yeah, I think as, as technology evolves, um, there, you know, there will be more, um, you know, there'll, there, there will be more changes. I'm, I'm not hundred percent convinced that you will ever replace talent acquisition in the sense of that human connection. Right. Um, I, I could be, I could be wrong. Um, I think that there are tools, um, that will, and technologies that will allow us to hopefully, you know, be able to do the work that we do, um, better, um, in the sense, hope maybe to, you know, as some of the, the, um, 
the, the chat boss where you yeah. know you can instantly have um, a response about a certain role or yeah. um, you know the um, you know the the AI and um, you know removing potential bias or mm-hmm. bias that exists in the interview process. Um, but I really, you know, if, if the, if the resume, you know, talk about the, what resume goes away or you have right. just a LinkedIn profile or, or, video, yeah. or a video. Yeah. Um, but I, I just have a hard time thinking that the human connection, like the actual interview mm-hmm. would, would go away. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are definitely tools that will help us to, you know, to, to do our job better. I think it, I think it, uh, I was, I would support that because of your thought that you, uh, put originally people join people. So Mm -hmm. without the people component, I think it's very hard to see what you're going to. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. From a candidate experience, you know, if they do make it to company A, B and C, oftentimes what's going to allow them to decide between one of the three is the people that they meet in person. So I think that the in-person interview process for both sides I mean we're selling West Monroe to them while they're selling their skill sets and whatnot um I don't think that's gonna go away yeah no I I I agree on that I think um I I, think there will be technology like you said that makes it better or makes it like maybe there's some manual processes that we currently have to do Mm -hmm. that is very like labor intensive and we could probably expedite that and make it better but I don't but I don't think I don't see the human component or the human kind of um, analysis part going mm-hmm. away entirely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you were gonna add to that. I was. I lost my thought. Sure. <laughs> um, as you as you think about the um, some of the risks possibly um, at the kind of where we're at in the market right now, what are some of the risks that you see? And we may have touched on them a little bit in terms of. Um, people leaving mm-hmm. more often or people um, you know, choosing choosing one for the, the expedited versus the right reasons. What are some of the risks that you see in this in this kind of pace that we're at in today in the market? And this can be both experience and, co- and campus hires because I think there's a lot of choice out there mm-hmm. for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Ch- with that choice, yes, you know, puts companies in in, dif- in difficult positions um, when uh, individuals leave. But I also think it, it highlights some of the areas of of opportunity around mm-hmm. engagement, around making sure we're um, you know being able to grow and, and mentor individuals and um, and and listen to what our employees right. want, what they value, um, and have you know open and honest conversations mm-hmm. um I it's um I think it also comes back to the skills that um you know looking at what how we're, we're building um developing skills in in college students right. and um you know I think making sure that they are uh, that there are options out there um, that they're able to, um, I guess, develop uh, skills that will be useful in the job market. Right, right. 
given where it's at going in the future. Mm-hmm. As you think about that, Katie, knowing that you're inter- in interacting a lot with students today that will be you know, leaders in the future, what are some of those skills that you would recommend students focus on or think about um, so that when they're in the job market, they are the desired candidate? They are, they are the one with the best options. What are some of those skill sets that you see standing out? Yes, that's a great question. I think as far as a resume goes, of course, we're always looking for relevant job experience. Um, so something that I think is is growing to be more important as the years go on is internship experience. Mm-hmm. I was actually just having a conversation with my colleague the other day about how, you know, when we were sophomores in college, there wasn't so much pressure to have an internship, whereas today, you know, freshmen, or having internships and even high school students. So before you know it, we're going to be recruiting out of middle schools. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm only kidding, I hope. But um, so, and then in terms of soft skills too, something I found to be very, very valuable in college was a public speaking mm-hmm. course because you develop confidence in the ability to present well and that's something that I think really stands out in an interview process when you're nervous um, and allows you to be more poised but if you do have an industry you're particularly interested in really expressing a strong interest and engaging in extracurricular activities or clubs that are related Mm -hmm. so at West Monroe we really look for students that are involved in consulting organizations on campus they're already seeking to get those skills developed um before even seeking an internship with us. Mm -hmm. If candidates did want to come look for opportunities at West Monroe, where should they go look? At the campus level, of course, our career site is acceptthechallenge.com, so our requisitions are always open uh, for applying online. But as I mentioned earlier, we really uh, value in-person connections. Mm -hmm. So coming to visit us on campus, Make sure to check your career services to see if West Monroe actively recruits at your university. And if so, please come meet us. I'd love to talk with you. Great. And as Alyssa, as we heard, um, experienced uh, hires, this is, um, we're always, we're always looking, I guess everybody's always a candidate. So um, we might reach out to somebody someday. um, (laughs) And if you see our uh, name come across your inbox or on LinkedIn. Um, I hope people respond. So. Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're uh, like I say, we're always looking for that uncommon blend yeah. and uh, for those individuals to uh, accept the challenge. So we would, uh, I would welcome as um, Katie and, and all of us would welcome, would welcome conversations and um, always looking, we're growing, so we're always looking for we great people. We are certainly growing. Great. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate your time today. Thanks so much, Bill.